0: I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about arthritis in cats. So if your cat seems slower to jump onto the counter, you want to tune in. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, Dr. Justine Lee. Do you know what I love? My cat, Lola. What I love about her is whenever I take a nap, or go to sleep, she always wants to snuggle right up against me. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up after Lola's litter box, which is why Arm Hammer created new cloud-control litter. There's no clouds of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud-control cat litter by Armin Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to ER ERVet on PetLife Radio. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm going to be talking about a problem that's underdiagnosed and undertreated. As an emergency critical care veterinary specialist, I often see older cats coming into the animal ER vet. And the main reason why is because older cats often have underlying disease. They may have diabetes mellitus where their blood sugar's too high or chronic kidney failure or cancer. And when I see older cats, I often find arthritis on their x-rays. Most people don't think cats get arthritis, but it's dramatically underdiagnosed in cats. Now, most dog owners are often aware of arthritis and they do everything they can to prevent degenerative joint disease or arthritis in their dogs. But what about cats? Well, first of all, let's discuss what arthritis is. Arthritis is inflammation and secondary degeneration of one or more joints. It's often called degenerative joint disease, osteoarthritis, or arthritis. And chronically, it's debilitating and painful. It can be caused by previous trauma or injury, bone infections, if your dog or cat was born with a congenital bone abnormality, or even inappropriate diet, such as abnormal calcium and phosphorus ratios in homemade or potentially raw diets. It's also worsened by obesity. This is one of the reasons why if you have a young growing puppy or kitten, that they be on an AFCO approved puppy or kitten food. This is especially important as they're growing. Now, this is another reason why if your dog or cat ever undergoes trauma or injury, you want to make sure that you seek veterinary attention because if a dog or cat has a fracture, they're going to get severe arthritis if it's oftentimes not surgically fixed or medically managed correctly. Now, when it comes to cats, most cat owners assume that cats don't get arthritis because they always seem to be able to jump from their cat tree to sofa without any problem. However, there have been multiple veterinary studies documenting the prevalence of arthritis in our veterinary feline population. One study found that in cats over six years of age, the prevalence of osteoarthritis was over 60% in more than one joint. This is scary because these cats are relatively young and we're still seeing severe arthritis on x-ray. Another study found that the prevalence of arthritis was even higher in cats that were over 12 years of age. So if you own a cat, you have to talk to your veterinarian about whether or not your cat has arthritis because there's a lot of things we can do to prevent it or even treat it. Now, I will say cats are such stoic creatures. Remember, they descended from the wild lions or the big cats out there. So they don't want to show signs of illness until it's really severe because they're worried someone else is going to take over the pride. So how do you know if your cat has arthritis? Signs of arthritis include changes in mobility, being slower to jump or go up or down the stairs, walking abnormal or having lameness or limping. Being hesitant to get up or move or acting really stiff when they get up. Acting painful or reluctant to be touched. Having aggression. In other words, if you pet your cat's back and all of a sudden they start growling, that could be a sign. If they're not quite as active as they used to be. And for me, the biggest sign is defecating outside of the litter box. If your cat can make it into the litter box to urinate, but you find small pieces of feces outside the litter box, this is one of the classic telltale signs for me that your cat may have arthritis. And there are certain things you can do to treat that and minimize that. Now, I will say, if you have a dog, you probably feel comfortable with giving him or her a joint supplement or glucosamine, or a, quote, doggy aspirin. You've probably seen some ads for veterinary prescription medications on TV for this. But when it comes to cats, please know there's a big species difference. And that's because cats have an altered liver metabolism and are much more sensitive to certain drugs. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. There's a six-inch tray for large bowls and a four-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about arthritis and how it's underrecognized, underdiagnosed, and undertreated in middle-aged to older cats. So, if you have a cat that's approaching six, seven, eight years of age, you want to tune in. Now, as we've talked about, cats really master signs of arthritis, and if you notice that they're limping or stiff to get up, they're slower going up or down the stairs or at the ramp to the litter box, they don't want to jump around, or they're acting painful, you definitely want to make sure to talk to your veterinarian about whether or not your cat needs blood work and x-rays to help rule in and diagnose osteoarthritis. So how do we treat arthritis in cats? There's actually four or five things we can do to treat a cat with arthritis. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you is there is a study that was done and it was a long-term study done over 14 years by Purina. And what they found was that skinnier dogs live longer. They live on average 1.4 years longer when they have a good body condition. In other words, when they're not obese or overweight, What they also found was that there was a reduced risk of osteoarthritis if you kept your dog in really good body condition. While these studies haven't been done in cats, we veterinarians feel the same way. If you can keep your cat trim and at a good body condition score, it's going to really minimize the risk of medical problems like diabetes, pancreatitis, strain on the heart and lungs, and arthritis. So when in doubt ask your veterinarian what the body condition score or BCS is. It's usually on a one to nine scale. And I'll be honest in saying that the majority of cats that I see at the ER are typically a seven, eight, or nine body condition score, which means they're overweight or obese. So in my clinical experience, the majority of cats out there over 60 to 70% are overweight or obese. Now, one or two pounds doesn't sound like a lot. Most cats should be nine to 10 pounds. And if your cat is 12 to 14 pounds, it doesn't sound like a lot, just a few pounds, but that could be over 10 to 20% of their ideal body weight and make them overweight and obese. Now we all love our cats and we want them to live longer. So one easy way is by keeping that weight off. So help fight the fat and help reduce the amount of calories that your cat may be getting. You want to talk to your veterinarian about an appropriate diet, but more importantly, an appropriate amount of food. The biggest mistake I see people making when they're feeding their cat is they're feeding their cat for the current weight on the bag. In other words, if their cat is 12 pounds, they're following the directions for a 12-pound cat, when in actuality, you should be feeding for the ideal body weight, which is 9 pounds. So again, talk to your veterinarian about it. They can calculate the exact number of kcals or calories that your cat actually needs. And most cats only need 200 kcals per day. That doesn't sound like very much. And if you're feeding a lot of snacks, sometimes those snacks are 10 calories per one treat. So again, you do want to make sure you're not overfeeding your cat. My next tip is help reduce the amount that you're feeding by feeding in smaller meals or potentially using a cat food puzzle. If you don't want to splurge on a cat food puzzle, you can actually divide your cat's food and put it in a muffin tin. And that way your cat has to eat slower and work when it's getting kibble from all 12 trays in that muffin tin. Not only will this slow your cat down while eating, but it's also going to provide some environmental enrichment too. So get creative trying to make your own cat food puzzles at home. The second way that we can help prevent arthritis in cats is to help exercise them. The easiest way to keep the weight off your cat and fight arthritis is to keep those extra pounds off by exercise. I know it doesn't sound like a lot to commit to five minutes of laser pointer playtime a day, but I actually want you to set a reminder on your phone and set a timer so you're committed to exercising your cat for five minutes a day. I promise you it's going to help keep those pounds off and also provide a lot more environmental enrichment for your cat. The third thing we can do to help treat and prevent arthritis are nutritional supplements. Now, there's a lot of debate out there when it comes to certain nutritional supplements, but I will say my favorite one is one that has research-backed called Cosequin. I sprinkle it on a small amount of canned food as a treat for my cat, and this is helpful for helping reduce damage to my cat's cartilage. With nutritional supplements, they typically need to be started earlier in life versus later in life. In other words, this is a preventative medication. If your cat's already 15 and has severe arthritis, to be quite honest, it's usually too late. So we want to start this earlier versus when your cat is already diagnosed with late or end-stage arthritis. The fourth thing we can do to help treat arthritis is environmental modification. Now, we talked before about defecation outside the litter box being a classic sign of arthritis in cats. Well, remember, your cat's going to have a harder time walking up and down stairs, using a ramp or stepping into a litter box if it's got really high walls. So I'm going to encourage you to use a larger litter box with lower sides. And that way, it's easier for your cat to get into the litter box. Alternatively, you can purchase a ramp where your cat doesn't have any stairs to get into the litter box. That way, it's a lot easier. The last thing we can do to help treat arthritis is actually medical management. Now, I mentioned before that cats are much more sensitive to certain drugs because of their altered liver metabolism. But when it comes to treating arthritis in cats, there's only two to four drugs that we can actually use. My favorite prescription medication is a drug called gabapentin. It's really expensive and super safe to use. And there's actually a big dose range. While it's used for neuropathic or nerve pain and even seizures in dogs and cats, I use it as a pain medication for arthritis it typically comes as a liquid but what I found is my cat tolerated it really well when I just mixed part of the capsule into cat food the second medication we can consider is a drug called tramadol also very very safe and very inexpensive to use now tramadol doesn't work well in dogs but it does work well in cats however It is super, super bitter. So you have to make sure to get it compounded by your veterinarian or by a veterinary approved pharmacy in order for your cat to tolerate it. A lot of times they can mix it with chicken or tuna flavored liquid or make it into a miniature sized tablet that makes it easier to administer. The third type of medication that can potentially be used is something called a prescription veterinary non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. These are called NSAIDs. Now, you should never, ever, ever, ever use your dog's NSAIDs in a cat, and that's because cats are at least twice as sensitive to NSAIDs than dogs. You should also never, ever, ever use a human medication on your dog or cat without consulting a veterinarian because human NSAIDs can cause kidney failure or stomach ulcers even at minute, tiny doses. Now there are certain safer NSAIDs that are out there that are labeled for cats. I usually use this for short-term pulse therapy. In other words, one to three days in a row as needed. And then I add on gabapentin or tramadol as other medications. So when in doubt, talk to your veterinarian about this. The last medication that sometimes is used that I honestly don't use quite as much are steroids like prednisolone. And these oftentimes do have long-term side effects. They're not my go-to for treating arthritis because there's other drugs that are safer to use long-term. I will say the last recommendation that I have used in my own cat is acupuncture. I've personally had some great success with acupuncture for musculoskeletal or orthopedic injuries in both dogs and cats. So if you have a board-certified veterinary acupuncturist in your area, it might be worth considering for treatment of arthritis in cats. When in doubt, please talk to your veterinarian when your cat is slowing down or showing signs of arthritis. Again, in the ER, I see so many cats that are diagnosed with osteoarthritis on x-ray and the owners had no idea their cats had arthritis. Remember, cats are so stoic and we wanna make sure our feline family members are feeling pain-free. Make sure your cat has an appropriate workup, again, doing x-rays, blood work, or even a urine test to make sure they can go on some of these medications because I wanna make sure your cat lives longer and is more comfortable. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com.